1: And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at JoinMIDI.com.
2: I said perhaps I should try to stay soberish on this one. I don't know. Yeah.
3: That's no fun.
4: That's true. That's true. All right, well, we'll see what happens. I can't imagine what we're going to sound like an hour from now. Here we go. It,
5: it-
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
5: Your sound scheme. What's the matter with you? How come you write monosyllabic and Labby plays he's stricken Your entire vocabulary
2: Your style's like garbage cans Meant to be taken out On a weekly basis Ever since your first record You've been in the state Of suspended animation You look like Stuffolophagus and gets Me, crazy, you abacus Enough about you Let's talk about me And how single-handedly
5: I need to find the science Of radio astronomy Make a Nobel Prize it's question The notions of reality Oh, but I digress You play sorry I play chess King's party need 3 check me Go get some Percocets Ha <laughs> Makes you pass gas, frightens off the girls' way. Only friends you keep are those you pay.
4: Always on the ready for the wax snack attack. I carry sandwiches around in a straight hand style dance ball backpack. Got the
5: gadget on to Control your mind, you can jump in a
1: park. Quack, quack, and slap your arms, leaving you confused, but completely unharmed.
2: <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Pod Is War. Pod is War is brought to you by the good folks at Cheershot Radio Network in conjunction with fuck
1: the chairshot.com always use your head
4: my apologies the- Kreeba. i didn't mean to swear at you
2: the fuck indeed honey the fuck have you not you all not gone to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the to pick up your official chairshot shot t-shirts what are you waiting for we've got something for everybody we've got save tag team wrestling we've got king baron corbin sucks hashtag journalism Easter is upon us. The reason for the season, Jesus did the job. Pick one up at com forward slash The Chair Shot. Please and thank you, thank you, and please. Remember, the chairshot.com. we're not just a website as he's opening cans. We're also a movement, and he's moving his can from closed to open.
4: Cool. I was, trying to Anywho- close, I was trying to close your open.
2: Thank you. That sounded weird. Anywho, I'm Mr. Velvet <laughs> Pipes Christopher Platt. As always, I'm joined by my man Andrew Belaz and the commissioner himself, Mr. PC Tunney. Gentlemen, how goes it?
3: It goes like Tunney needs to take more uh, more advice from the songs he picks because he should be more careful with his mic when he's opening up his white claws. Like I, I appreciate the depth of your record collection or your your, your song array because Clutch I didn't really put into your uh, discography, but that, that was that was fucking nice. Good job, Tony. I'm proud of you.
2: You should be more careful with your mics as you're opening your White Claw. Oh, shit. You smell like shit. Better spray some Lysol. I like that.
4: Well, it's a natural hey, lime. It's a natural. Hold on. Hold on here. Don't go. Don't, don't be running away from me so fast. Ahoy, ahoy. Chips, ahoy, everybody. Pot is war. The three of us are back. Before we move on to anything, I just want to clarify. It's a natural lime White claw. Mr DeMarco, one of our kingpins, you know, he's he's a mango guy officially now after his Vegas trip. But more importantly, speaking of trips, Pat, I heard you were on a very interesting trip last week. <laughs> did you want did you want to tell everybody about it or no? And do you he's, want me to he's not or, or, about mushrooms either so uh,
3: navigate this correctly, sir. Or do you or do
4: you, or should I or should I tell everybody about it?
5: Well, first okay, great. We, Let
4: me tell everybody about it.
5: Hit it! And now, singing one of the great TV
4: theme songs ever Grammy and Oscar winner, Jennifer Hudson. <laughs>
5: So
3: was it a successful trip?
4: Tell everybody how you did in the George Jefferson contest at the Sherman Helmsley conference that you attended because we let everybody know. We let everybody know that you would come back with results. We told them last week when Max was on that's why you weren't there. And, you know, we were rooting for you. We, we've been radio silent on it. We wanted to save your announcement to us and to all the fans at once before we started the show. So let everybody know how you did, goddammit.
5: Fuck you, guy. Ha!
4: Ha! Ha!
2: Hey, but all says is though before I was really interrupted, I wanted to uh, spend a, uh, send a special shout out to Max Holiday who filled in admirably for Yours Truly last week. I, he did a great job. I just wanted to throw that out there. And I finished sixth behind an Asian little person, a transgender and a, a redhead. So picture that.
4: It wasn't a little person. It was a kid.
2: It probably was. I think it was. I think it was that kid, Kenny Omega, wrestled. So it was an Asian <laughs> girl on top of everything. Wow. Was it? Like, yeah, it just, I, I don't know, man. It was It was biased, man. They were culturally biased. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I mean, that happened. Probably it's doesn't 2020. Help. It's progressive Pro- thought. Well, it probably doesn't help that I'm, you know, two feet taller than the actual George Jefferson R.I.P. So there's that. Allegedly.
3: Allegedly. Allegedly. He, he could have been a giant. You never know. <laughs>
2: yeah, he was so big that Wheezy was bigger than him. huh? So Wheezy is also, was also a giant?
3: Maybe. Maybe. Or it could have been really good camera work that just made him look about the same size. Just it fit all in the frame nicely. It's wonderful <laughs> cinematography.
2: Glad to know you guys didn't bury me while I was gone. Jeez Louise.
4: I'm just returning old, I'm I'm, I'm just, hey, I'm just, uh, you know, cashing in old receipts, that's all.
2: That's fair, I probably did have that one coming. Just being fair, I probably had that coming.
4: I was pretty tame compared to what you used to do to me.
2: Yeah, this is true, you were pretty tame. That, uh, you can have a point, man. Like, didn't I say like you got your anal glands bleached one time and it was a bunch oh, of shit?
4: Oh, man. I'm so glad I did this now because that just came up again. <laughs> <laughs> I try to schedule that on the weekends now.
5: Oh, good for you.
2: Good for you. Gave you time to recover. Wearing diapers and stuff so it doesn't leak, you know? It's t- so it's that's a cool why it doesn't
3: happen world. that often. And you're actually blaming DPP, but it's really just your schedule for your bleaching? Oh,
4: boy. I think we got to get back to wrestling. What do you guys think?
3: Hey, you hey, know he's the feds, so if, if you're just incriminating him or defaming him, that's just bad luck, man. He'll come after you.
2: And maintenance is everything, man. you got to keep that type of shit up, man. It's kind of like Botox, man. Once you get it done, you got to keep doing it. It's true. I true. am right, mad at you. you know, you're know. you going to make some uh, lucky guy a, a real fine bride one day, sir.
4: <laughs> well, you know what? As we move into it, I wasn't even listening to you guys. Just you know. So I'll have to fucking catch that one when I listen to back to this. Yeah, okay. Um, but anyway. Maybe we found a title as we move into topic number one. I'm pretty sure when Platt was doing his closing montage at the conference, and it was just him and Wheezy, much like Clutch, he said, Careful with that mic, Wheezy. No? Cool. Anybody? Bueller? Cool.
3: Eh.
4: Andrew caught cool. it. Cool. No? Long I got, way it. To, I got long, it. I got it. I got it. Long way to get there. Not that great.
3: It was a long way to get there, yeah.
2: Sorry. Yeah, about not that great.
3: That. Yeah. Missed by a little bit.
2: Why does your background look all fuzzy, PC? What's going on, man? You're in focus, but your whole background's out of focus. Is that me or (laughs) did it blur?
4: (laughs) Did it blur? I think it it blurred. (laughs) I think it blurred when I went to settings.
2: (laughs) Hey, your shit look like a Jackson Pollock. What the hell's going on? How's that? I mean, it's better enough we open
3: with Clutch, and now you've got some of the stoner fucking things where, dude, you're clear, but your house is blurry, man. How's <laughs> that? Is that better? Are you good? I mean, it is better now, but I, I
2: liked your house being blurry. That was perfect.
4: You want me to put it back?
2: Well, you Now, because it just looks sad. You look like you're in, like, you look like somebody's grandpa's oh, attic. God, you know? what the fuck? <laughs> You got a ridiculous. beta max
4: up there somewhere, Why? Why, why, do I, why do I deal with this every week?
2: Go make sure the 8-track is turned off, man. We don't need no sounds coming out of nowhere.
4: Don't touch my 8-track.
2: Now you're blurry again. This is weird, man. This is tripping me out. Just get to topic one, man. This is tripping me out because I'm not even. The I'm so <laughs> Always use your head.
5: Barack <laughs>
4: Let's talk a little bit about Super Showdown and preview that as we get going here on Pod is War. We got a couple of uh, big title matches. Brock Lesnar taking on Ricochet. In addition, what you just heard, The Fiend taking on Goldberg. Now, we talked a little bit about that last week, but from what I'm hearing now, the red light's going to be back, and the only reason it was gone is because Daniel Bryan asked for it to be gone. Your thoughts on whether or not that's actually going to happen, and that was the reason it was gone. And what other matches are you looking forward to? In addition, is there going to be any progression, as there really hasn't been in any storylines out in Saudi Arabia in previous jams in the sand, if you will, Mr. Platt?
2: I was wondering what is Super Showdown? Like, is that what they're calling Elimination Chamber now? I, I, I didn't know what that was. What is Super Showdown?
4: It's the Jam in the Sand.
2: Thank you. Oh, 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 yes, yes, yes. Because of our recording schedules. Yes, we're going to be previewing Jam and the Sand 5. We ain't taking no jive. So I, that Super Showdown shit, I don't even know what that was maybe a glorified house show. Or something. I, I don't know what he was talking about. I sound like, like a trading card game or something. But anywho, uh, Jam in the Sand 5, we ain't taking no jive. On paper, it's a really good card. And I, I feel like I like these shows and enjoy them more than most. Maybe I'm out the loop here, but they're cool, man. They're non canonical We all know that going into it, but there was a precedent set at Jam and Sand 4, the quest for more, money that is, with a world title changing hands. The Fiend actually captured the universal title versus that freaking Rollins out there. Could lightning strike twice? That Bray and Goldberg matches, it's interesting. I don't, I don't know, because for a guy that built his whole brand and career and got over from winning all the time. He's taken a lot of L's the past couple of years. Like he took that L versus Brock Lesnar at mania. He took the L versus undertaker. He took that L against the uh, dressing room door on that Raw. You remember when he came out and he, you know, his head was bleeding and he was all discombobulated. The door clearly went over in that encounter. Is he really going to lose to the fiend? I mean, it is a way to make the fiend seem invincible heading into WrestleMania. You know, I'm leaning that way. But I will say this, if we're operating under the assumption that Dwayne's not going to wrestle in Tampa, and I think that's a pretty safe assumption, the biggest match they could possibly have would be Goldberg versus Roman for the title. But I I don't know. What do you think, Drew?
3: I mean, last week when Max was on, Max brought up a a fun angle. And I I did appreciate it, where Goldberg goes over at the jam in the sand. And then Fiend kind of allowed it to happen after the, the spear and the jackhammer. So then Fiend just starts fucking with his whole family and fucking with the kid and fucking with the wife and builds to
5: WrestleMania. That wasn't Max! That wasn't you! That was me! That wasn't you! You walked the fuck away! Oh, bullshit! You that took, was me! You I took oh, a white fuck
4: this could be the end of this motherfucking show tonight. That was fucking me. I brought that fucking up. I brought up the fact that he gave the fucking... Oh, bullshit. Fuck that.
5: You... Uh-huh. Yeah, go f your white glove break. You're wrong. Check the tape.
4: La-
3: ladies.
5: I don't remember anything ladies. else
4: from that show because I was super drunk, but I remember that. That was me.
3: <laughs> That's the one thing... It was gold, Jerry. It was fucking gold. This really needs to be a video podcast at some point, because Tony just stomping away to go get a white claw is the most non-threatening thing in the history of video. (laughs) It's like, you're wrong! I'm so angry, I'm going to get another lemon-lime white claw. Maybe wash it down with a daiquiri. Fuck you! Okay, fine, Mr. Manly Man, scary man
2: <laughs> there, but geez, he, he really is unintentionally hilarious. Just watching, just his movements throughout the whole thing, it's hilarious. You, you, you might be onto something there.
3: It, it, it's, it's an untapped thing that I think we really need to get into. That you know, if we have to go through Hangouts or Skype to do video, or maybe we just need to pursue some type of YouTube thing. Find out if uh, eWrestling News has like a YouTube kind of presence. I'm gonna come back but with it, a present It's definitely for you guys. something to do, and that looks. <laughs> He's still mumbling and he's, as he's switching out his can <laughs> and he's snipping more as he walks away. But, yeah, this is either going to be Goldberg going over and Fiend is going to get a little more story out of it. And it could be Fiend versus Goldberg at Mania. Or, much like you said, it could be Goldberg versus Roman. But I don't know. Like, I, I do enjoy the Jam in the Sand shows, but I'm never excited. Let me put it that way, because... On on paper, the cards are usually kind of very house showy, very stupid. Like this Tariq cup where it's like a six man gauntlet match or whatever the fuck it is. I don't actually even know. And then Mansoor is probably going to have another match. And then there's going to be a couple other random matches thrown in there just because it's something to have on there and be like a spectacle. But they at least everybody usually shows up decently with the exception of Goldberg and Undertaker concussing each other because they're old and it was 105 degrees (laughs) or something like that. Like, it actually wasn't bad. Like, what was it? Randy Orton and Triple H's match? That was actually a solid match. So, like, it's not like garbage happens all the time. It's just frowned upon in this interesting political structure and culture and times that we live in on Twitter. Do you have a Thin no, Mint? They- a thin, Girl Scout Thin Mint washing down with White Claw? Is that what that is?
2: Peanut butter. Chocolate. Oh. I was about to say, there's never a wrong time for a Thin Mint BTW.
3: No, I wasn't going to really take the piss out of that one because, fuck, Girl Scout cookies are fantastic. So my gift
4: gift to you gentlemen is, mid-topic topic, sub-topic topic, favorite Girl Scout cookie. Way more important than anything else we have fucking scheduled to talk about tonight.
3: That's actually pretty fair. I'm going with Thin Mints. I've always been a big fan of Thin Mints myself. Mine's
4: mine's the Caramel Delight or the Samoan, if you will. But right now I have the peanut butter patties. So you keep them in the fridge. I keep the peanut butter patties in the fridge. I keep the Thin Mints in the freezer and I keep the Samoans out in the cupboard.
2: Yeah, that's yeah, that's good. Although a nice frozen Samoa does you well uh, as well. But yeah, shout out to the Thin because they were my favorite for a long time. And then I got on. The, I've been on a Samoa kick probably the last six years. So you, you can't go wrong with either of those answers. Quite frankly, those are the only two acceptable answers.
3: Is it just because the Samoa Joe commercial like scared the shit out of you? So now you have to just get Samoas all the time?
2: Yes, because that's what it is. Because I uh, yes, that's exactly what it oh, is. Oh, you Don't remember somebody. that commercial? Shut the fuck
3: up. This is still a wrestling show. We have to tie it back somehow. Fucking
2: <laughs> hey. listen. And
4: I, I'm not trying to make fun of the accent uh, when Shinsuke talks in English, because I love what I love. I love what he fucking calls wh- how it comes across when he when he talks about Samoa Joe. So I would just like forever to call him Soma Joe.
2: Soma Joe, I think that's a, a different. Summer, like summertime, I'm not going like su- there, man. like yeah, so, no, no,
4: no, no, Soma Joe no. Was a no, 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 no. No, 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 Summer <laughs> well, Joe, like so, like that. summertime, like summertime, yeah. Summer, Joe. Summer Joe, Summer Joe, like you know, gonna, hey, know we're like, hey, we're uh, at the beach. There's Summer Joe. I was gonna like Scott Steiner when he called him Senior
3: Joe during the Steiner Math r- r- rant. I sacrifice Senior Joe. <laughs> You and me and Gert Angle. I <laughs> hate that whole thing. That's
4: it's like that's when Roman joke. always used to say, "Twippo, Twippo H." Twippo, Twippo H. Twipo H. Go back, go back like four or five yeah. years. Watch, She said she's go Twippo H.
3: And then rated our superstar. Yeah, oh. there, there's always interesting ways that people say stuff.
4: You can do that, that, that right, you can do the chimmel, right?
5: Chimmel? No, I cannot.
4: The Rated R Superstar Chimmel? You can't do that? I,
2: I, I can't say that I can. I don't even know what the hell y'all talking about, to be honest with you. That Superstar, that thing that he did,
3: or <laughs> whatever it was. <laughs> I
2: haven't
3: heard it in so long. I'm just kind of remembering the cadence, but I don't think that's right.
2: My favorite one Here, was, I'll play uh, it for University. you. You want me to
4: play it? You want me to play it for you? Well, can
2: I- that's what I was going to say. My favorite thing was Lillian Garcia when she go
3: for the WWE
2: Championship.
3: Oh, when you said Lillian Garcia, I thought you were going to say when she fucked up the name of the championship every other fucking match. It'd be like the US that would like, the European Cruiserweight. Fuck. Um, what title is it? Okay. TV title. That We don't have one of them. Shit. Lillian Garcia, everybody. At least she was hot. And she was a good singer, too. So, fuck. There's that.
2: Wow, way to bring it home! Not really, but okay. Um, (laughs) Much like Lillian Garcia, it wasn't really gonna go anywhere. Speaking (laughs) of misogyny, I uh, (laughs) I was thinking I think Amber actually had
3: this.
2: Amber actually had this thought because we were a little pissy. Nice. No, no, no! I knew what I said. Anywho, (laughs) uh, we were upset. I think it was what the f- four fatal four way something like that for the women's uh, for a shot at the at Bailey's title, and we were pissed that you know that Naomi lost and took the pin. But Amber brought up a good point. She said, "Well, maybe they're going to have this match in Saudi Arabia, and you can't have Bailey versus Naomi in Saudi Arabia because that's just way too much ass in the ring, and there's not enough garments that you could possibly put on those women." to hide them asses. Like, you're gonna have a revolt in Saudi Arabia over them asses, so they couldn't have that match in Saudi Arabia. Could you really be mad at that, though? Why would I be mad at that? I'm just saying. They've got rules. You gotta respect their
3: rules, man. That might be something that unites them. They might just be like, wow, those are nice. That's that's they're, They're too nice to hate. It's like if Nicki Minaj did a show over there. Like, you know, at some point, you gotta draw the line...
4: Ladies and gentlemen, we have breaking news. Let's take let's take it on over to the Middle East. After twelve thousand years of throwing rocks, shooting missiles, fighting the fight, and just not getting along, it ended up that the cure to the problems in the Middle East, Middle Eastern peace, was always dependent on
3: dead ass mm-hmm. booty. It brings the world together.
2: The, the, well, these you know, asses I, are beautiful. I, There'll be no more fighting. We'll Look at these asses. There'll still finally be peace in the Middle East. Yeah.
3: I
4: mean...
2: <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> is, it, is it
4: possible they ended their relationship with Djibouti 15,000 years ago?
5: Hey.
2: Ew! Yes, There'll be no more fighting. Although, I wouldn't mind. They kind of ran an angle on SmackDown. Um, you know, Hulk Hogan talking to The Fiend. I mean... I wouldn't be opposed to a manable claw on Hogan, just really, you know, sense that shit in there with Rotunda, you know? I
3: mean, and if that was a mania match, it's not like The Fiend does a shitload in his matches, so you could always make Hulk, try to Hulk up and look like the immortal all over again, and The Fiend just no-sells it at the end and just claws him out.
2: That, so. that Mellon looking hella mortal right now, man. He got two fake knees, two fake hips, and no back.
3: He's, like, what, 66 or some shit? Like, he's fucking old. I don't even know how old he is. He's fucking ancient. At some at some point, age will catch up to you. Look at what fucking happened to Ric Flair. Ric Flair looked the same up until, like, 2005. Then he bloated up and hit a wall at the same fucking time.
4: I think Hogan will be 67 in August without looking it up.
3: That's fantastic. Good for
4: out. him,
2: man. 67, Yeah, man. he is
3: 66, 67 in August. Good, Good for you.
2: Mm. Irony is 1967. That's the first time he uh, popped off an M bomb. Wow. Symmetry.
4: He would have been, he would, he'd have been 13 or 14 then. Yeah, that sounds about
2: right. That's about right. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
4: He was born that in 53. Right. Yeah. I just always remember that because he was born the same year as my dad. Poor Leroy Jackson.
2: All he was trying to do down in Florida is go to school and get an education, and Hogan and his fucking people. You know what I mean, goddamn you, Terry.
3: God, well this you. took an interesting turn so with Jam in the sand five we brought peace to the middle east with some two, two nice asses and we buried terry Balea and his racism all over again this is great this is only topic
5: one right, I mean, well, that's progressive let's, Man, see how,
4: let's see how good you guys let's see how good you guys really are and see if you can bury nxt
0: Did it. Bro.
4: I realize that we have a new little intro there and I know that you gentlemen definitely enjoyed the fact that Takeover Portland had some wonderful matches. How did you enjoy the viewing experience being on a Sunday as opposed to a Saturday? Were you jonesing for it on Saturday or you were completely okay waiting for the Sunday?
3: I do not like the Sunday aspect purely and like I said last week is just because I like the the super weekend kind of aspect because it not only is it cool to have wrestling throughout your entire weekend it shores up your month so at least you get a week or two off to like decompress and not have an Impact pay-per-view, or an AEW pay-per-view, or a WWE pay-per-view, or an NXT pay-per-view, or MLW, or God knows what the fuck else, or New Japan having their own stuff. The, the fact that it's Sunday, if they continue Sunday, that means they're going to have to run on different weeks than the quote-unquote main roster. So that means then there's going to be two weeks every month, or maybe every other month, or something like that, dedicated to do separate shows that have to really be seen for one reason or the other. So yes, it's definitely first world problems complaining that there's too much <laughs> yes. of my, my hobby <laughs> product to contain and to watch <laughs> and to be satisfied. But that that's just my take. I prefer it on Saturday because it's cleaner that way.
2: I didn't mind the Sunday pay-per-view at this point in time, man. I'm like Pavlov's dog. You know, I'm, I'm foaming at the mouth for Sunday pay-per-views when it comes to wrestling. The only issue I had was that it was this Sunday going heads to head with the NBA all-star game. It just made, it, it was just a real means for my life because I knew that they were going to actually try this year and, you know, in the memory of uh, Kobe Bean Bryant and, you know, it turned out to be a really good game, especially that fourth quarter. Everybody's, you know, raving about it. So that was the only issue that I had that they went heads up with the all-star game. But other than that, I didn't mind the Sunday. I like the Saturday better, but I'm used to, watching wrestling on Sundays, so that, you know, I, I didn't mind it as much as you did. It didn't, uh, uh, it didn't upset me as it did you, my friend.
3: Okay, that, that's fair. And like, oh, it, fair. well, hey, I fair. get what you're saying, but that's also <laughs> part of what I was saying the first time, is it's nice to have that week off for if you wanted to watch the All-Star game, or if you wanted to catch some XFL, or if you wanted to fucking watch golf or something like that, then you don't have to go. All right, at 6:30, I have to turn on the network because that's when the pre-show starts, and then there goes three hours of the rest of my day. And then, being on the East Coast, it I guess it just it feels worse because even NXT, which is an a nicer feeling show because it's only five or six up, uh, matches, so it's two and a half to three hours. That's still like ten o'clock, and then at that point you're kind of like, "And I should probably get ready to go to sleep soon." Yeah, well, there, there goes my day. So that that's that's really my major contention. Again, I'm one thousand percent aware it is first world problems, and it's not really something to complain about. But if given the choice between Saturday or Sunday, I would love every pay-per-view to be on saturday i fucking hate sunday pay-per-views because you got to go to work on monday so there there's no decompress time there's no watch it till say midnight or whatever and then sleep in a little bit to recover no it's just you you get your hobby in and then you go to sleep and it's work the next day so that's a little deflating
2: yeah the main thing that i miss about somehow you know what i mean because you can literally watch football all day and then the last game goes off by you know 8 8:30 And, you know, you could still conceivably go do something. Same thing with the pay-per-views, man. They start at four and, you know, they're done by seven or eight or, you know, even if they want to do one of them um, uh, marathon manias, nine, ten o'clock, but you still, you know, you're still good. So I, I do miss that about being out west.
3: Yeah. See, the the little bit of time I spent out in Cali, it was kind of nice because I was a morning person in California. Can you can you believe that? My ass was awake at seven because I was used to that being 10 o'clock on the East Coast. So I'm just like, wow, I'm I'm awake for the continental breakfast at the hotel. And (laughs) I'm like bright eyed and bushy tail with my coffee in my hand all before eight o'clock. I'm like, who the fuck am I? I'm a whole different person in California. I don't know if I like it, but it was definitely fucking different. Plus, you get football at like 10 o'clock in the morning or whatever. So that's fucking awesome. Even if it's the Chargers.
2: I go out west, man. That first week that I'm out west, guaranteed, I'm going to be up bright-eyed and bushy tail at, like, 4 o'clock in the morning. No bullshit. Just because, you know, you got to, like you're telling, man, you're, you are saying, man, you got to adjust your body clock. But, yeah, I'll be up wide-eyed and bushy tail, at 4 o'clock in the morning trying to find shit to do. Just reading because nobody else is up and I have nothing else to do. <laughs>
3: yeah. Ain't that the truth. At least now it's a few years after the last time I was out there. So I could bring a tablet or phones do more. So I wouldn't quite be uh, quite as confined to what's what's on hotel TV for the next hour or two before everybody else I know is awake or before the thing I have to do is actually happening. So that that's it's interesting. But yeah. Oh.
2: So. Overall, though, what, what did you think of the show? Because, I, you know, personally, I really liked the uh, Dijakovic-Keith Lee match. I just love watching those guys wrestling. And every time they wrestle, it's a different match. Obviously, I was into the women's title match because those are two of my faves. And I thought they mm-hmm. told a really good story. Um, the other women's match with Dakota Kai and uh, Tegan Knox, it's been a really well-built story. And both of those young ladies worked hard in the match. And I'm not taking that away from them. I just didn't give a shit. Uh, Finn and Gargano, I thought it was good, not great.
4: Uh, Speaking of Finn and Gargano, did you guys see anything interesting happen at the end of that match that caught your eye after the pinfall?
2: No, go on. No.
4: Maybe go back and watch it because it looked like Gargano kind of spit on Finn Balor's leg. And Finn didn't appreciate that, and he rubbed it in, and it ended up grabbing both of his hands as he was posing after the end of the match, and then looking down and pointing at him.
2: Huh. Okay. Maybe that was uh, foreshadowing to what came on, what came later in the evening.
3: Yeah, that could have been foreshadowing and not necessarily a shoot, but I, I see what you're getting at. So that's interesting.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, how how did out. you
3: feel about the main event before I give my two cents?
2: It was too indie. It was yeah. a w- well-worked match, and I-, I feel as if it's one of those matches, if I was there live in the crowd, I would have thought it was the greatest match I had ever seen, but on television, it, it was just way too indie for me.
3: Yeah, there was just too much. It's a lot like the Gargano and Cole matches where they just did too much, and even if the story was there and it made sense and some of the spots were cool, it just it insisted upon itself, and that got irritating to watch. Um, Dijakovic and Keith Lee, I liked it. It was, it was pretty good. It did, it went a little long for my liking because at some point it just seemed like kind of slow, big move, slow, big move, slow, big move. And you could tell they were kind of starting to peter out a little bit. So I like, if you shaved a couple minutes off of that, I would have probably liked it a little more, but it still wasn't a bad match at all. The Tegan Knox Dakota Kai match. I liked that a lot. Up until fucking Sony Deville's Mexican sister fucking showed up. Senorita
2: Deville. The, yeah, red, the out, out red pants were
3: looking nowhere. good. I mean, yeah, that did, but like out of fucking nowhere, and she's fucking no one. Like, even Jesus whoever Christ, Andrew. She's yeah. no one. Give me a fucking Somebody break. Even commentary was kind of like. Oh, we know her from the May Young Classic. Bitch was eliminated twice in round one. She, like, lost to fucking Nicole Savoy and Casey Catanzaro. What are fucking Casey Catanzaro and Nicole Savoy doing in NXT right now? I'll how tell you.
2: you One's Young jobbing Classics. and the other's fuck all. How, how far what? did you get the May Young Classic?
3: I'm not a woman. Precisely. I'm... What's that supposed to mean? I don't even qualify. That's not, that's unfair. That's, that's. That's... Sh- uh, sh- sh- juice. Like, that. that's mean. That That's unbiased. I-, I don't even have words for you. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> Objection.
2: i have been shitting on women this episode, man. Why? why, why? What are you doing? What are you doing? You've been shitting on women, on women this whole time. Sh-
3: These you booties to- are bringing peace to the Middle East. That's where <laughs> I was at with it. That's not shitting on <laughs> Just because they shit from that area doesn't mean I'm shitting on them. But anyway, it's not the point. So where the fuck was he even going? I I oh I like Gargano Balor probably more than some other people. Spots were weird. I'm like it, it looked like they weren't completely on the same page for some spots, but I, I did appreciate the story and I definitely liked Balor going over. Broser Weights and uh, Undisputed era the tag match. I'm like does Undis- does Red Dragon really ever have a bad match? Like really in, in the history of them holding those belts, have they really ever had a bad match?
2: You know how I feel about Riddle, so.
3: I mean, Riddle, Riddle, Riddle's fine. Like him, I I'm torn on his whole gimmick sometimes, and he's a good wrestler. I have nothing against his wrestling, but I could I could really do without the 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 doofiness and like the Scooby Doo kind of Shaggy Super Stoner thing, and how much fish could Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Fish could fry fish or whatever the fuck that was. Like,
2: I mean, that that part was corny. That's fair. That was yeah, corny.
3: That, that, that didn't help that that's how they started the whole thing and that went on for like two minutes before they fucking decided to run out and jump him. So, I, I don't know.
2: I don't know. Oh, wow. But, so, in the background, Tony is showing us the uh, the part that he was talking about towards the end where Johnny Cleveland spit on Finn and Finn looked like he was telling him, cut that shit out, basically.
3: Which also works for their story, though, because Johnny was kind of indignant and wanted wanted the demon, or wa- wanted Sirius Ballard, not the Ballard that lost to Lashley for fucking three months straight or whatever he said. So, it's it's interesting. Where Could there have been a little bit of a shoot element in there? There could have been. Could it have been foreshadowing, like Chris said? Maybe. Or was it just Gargano really, really trying to push for Finn to hit that next level?
2: So... Because, I mean, this is in 1986, man. Like, guys just don't go into business for themselves in the ring like they used to back in the day. That that type of thing just doesn't happen. Not saying it doesn't happen, but it clearly doesn't happen as much as it has happened in the in, in the past.
4: I really hope you guys are done talking about uh, NXT TakeOver Portland. Is there any other main uh, points you need to hit on here, or you think
2: we're all good with topic, topic number two? Man, I think we're good. Chris? You must have some heat, so let's go ahead and get to the heat. He looks giddy. Yes, speaking of
4: being in business for yourself... Mr. Platt, a large majority of the things that were said in that song by the Million Dollar Man and his family are very true, regardless of what they're dealing with in any way, shape, or form. Why don't you go ahead, enlighten and brighten all of us on the topic at hand here—the DiBiase family and a very interesting funnel. <laughs>
2: So allegedly, the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase, and his son, Brett, last week, well, we'll start with Brett. He was indicted in Buttfuck, Mississippi, for embezzling charity funds, and his father, the million-dollar man, who is now a preacher, reportedly received more than $2.1 million in welfare from the state of Mississippi. all right and nobody has anything to say about that
3: oh well i mean that's, that's two million
2: dollars for the man
3: instead of one mil, so it makes sense he's a million dollar man you're talking about millions of dollars millions I, maybe, of dollars, millions of dollars millions i guess dollars.
4: my assumption after all of this would be it's been so long as the million dollar man it's time to be the two million dollar man hey pot is war pot is war the two million dollar man so, for those of y'all that don't know,
2: TBI uh, has been a preacher, shit, what, for the last, what, 20, 25 years? Something like that? He's been in the game for a while, which, that's interesting. I'm surprised that more wrestlers don't go into ministry. Because, I mean, if you can cut a promo, man, you can lead a congregation. Is is he part of your church? You and Tunny's church? The Universal Life Church? No, no. They rejected his application.
3: Oh. Oh, so he's <laughs> not on the same level as you, too? Okay, just checking.
2: No, see is Hold on. I'm I'm going to find a name for you. Talk amongst yourselves.
3: This oh. is us talking amongst ourselves. What would you yeah. have for dinner? Andrew,
4: Andrew, what did you yeah, have for dinner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you have okay, for dinner? Okay.
3: okay, okay, okay.
2: God damn it. I found it.
3: I had it's nice awesome. chicken wraps with sp- baby spinach and it it was good. Oh, okay. I made it like healthy. I got this shit from Whole Foods. A nice nice healthy tortilla, nice nice chicken breast, and you cut it up a little bit, made it wrap with some spinach. Good stuff. <laughs> How about you, Tony? It's, it's funny because listen.
4: It's funny because I had I also had chicken, but a completely different style of dish. I had chicken parmesan and it was excellent.
3: Oh, yeah, that that sounds yeah. good. Uh Chris, did you happen to find the information you were looking for
2: about what he's a preacher for or whatever it was? First of all, kiss my ass. Number two
5: uh, it's so called Heart
2: we love you. of David Ministries. <laughs> That's the name of Bibiasi's church. What's that? And it reports that Heart of David Ministries, according to the New York Post, reported its grant money was spent on general church speaking engagements, i.e. cutting promos, religious conferences, i.e. house shows. Heart, of, assemblies, heart, of,
4: heart of David Ministries. Jesus needs a transplant. Please donate. Heart of David Ministries.
2: <laughs> and wrestling events. So they were running wrestling shows in the name of Jesus.
5: <laughs> hey. Well, you hey, know, around here
2: Chair Shot used to
3: like announce or something like that for some kind of religious based fucking Listen, thing. Right? Someone- Didn't Rick do it, it- that?
4: I've told you guys did, about drinking did for Jesus right? do that
3: last year, or two years ago, where he was like kind of ring announcing for some promotion down in the South. That was like he sponsored did. by some kind of church. He did. And there we shamed, go. I knew he would know. He did. And
4: we shamed him into wearing a suit instead of just going up there in a t-shirt. Anyway, listen, Rob. here. We have drinking for Jesus. Have I explained right, that
3: to you guys? On that. Have I explain
4: to you guys drinking, drinking for Jesus? For
3: Jesus? They do that every day, all the time at church. You you have the bread, you have the drink. It's
5: not every
3: day; it's every three weeks, Dick. No, no, Whatever. no. Whatever you have the Jesus crackers, and you get some juice. It's all drinking and juice and I crackers. Let's go.
5: I'm, not, I'm <laughs> not sure. I'm
4: not sure where else this happens, but in southeast Wisconsin, all the churches, mainly the Catholic churches, they have gigantic parties in the summer, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, in their gigantic parking lots, where they put up tents, have games beer tents and music and vans come in and rides and they're just festivals and we call them drinking for Jesus.
3: Yeah. We call that a carnival. Yeah. yeah but at the, on the church, <laughs> ground,
4: on the church grounds though, on the church
3: grounds. Yes. 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 Literally yeah, 10 right minutes right. away from me. There's St. Gregory's, which is one of the bigger churches in the area has had a carnival like every year for the last like 40 or 50 right. years.
4: So, so all around the country, all the Catholic churches are drinking for Jesus.
3: All around the world statues crumble for me. Yes.
2: Hey man, the Jesus, right? I'll drink to that.
3: Oh yeah, the big Jesus needs a hug one from Brazil too cuz you know that that's Chris's kind of Jesus right there. He loves to just go up to people and give them a nice e-hug. <laughs> don't,
2: please don't. No, don't do it. <laughs> I, I, I won't I won't grace you heathens with my presence and my love and my warmth. i, I won't. I'm I would not. T- you can't t- be even.
3: A t- a t- he's a preacher at the same church you're part of.
4: I would not like to bask in your glory,
2: <laughs> Tony, We're clearly doing it wrong, bro.
4: What if we got to be what?
2: Funneling. Yes, we drunk? need to start funnel. We need to start a funnel, man. We need to start. God funnel. is
3: war, the the money laundering edition.
4: <laughs> nope, no, nope, not going there. I'm the publisher. Not happening. <laughs>
5: Brothers and sisters, hey, I can
3: always edit it if I really wanted to. Well, let me tell I you I just so, don't abuse that power. Yeah, and I can so. <laughs>
5: and as long brothers. as
4: it's a chair shot, I can go back and edit it right back on top of it. So listen. Cool,
5: I- Wallets and you your can, but you have high. to be on top and of that. I could, that. Let it, I could let you publish it as thing and then edit it afterwards down. and
3: be a money laundering edition. You wouldn't hashtag, know it. Like... I said
5: hashtag. I would hashtag know. It's not even a hashtag. It's <laughs> slash, slash, slash the chair shot time. And Show some love for your brethren. Pick up a shirt. I promise it won't hurt. And Jesus! He'll make it work for you. He said, ya. Jesus! You heard the man. Give all you can. 22 2295.
3: Now would be a good time to hit Jesus a bumper,
5: Tony. The job shirt will stay alive.
4: No, I want to see how far he goes. Sometimes it's good to push the talent
5: never to be disrespected is the Chairshot.com and e wrestling we out here tussling with the demons i said we tussling with the demons i'm talking about the meltsa uh, the kellasa uh, okay the i don't
4: shots, i don't need to hear about the that
5: uh, this the, you the, the, yes, the, the your shepherd the law be your is your home rest for hard hitting
2: reviews, now. news opinion oh, and analysis with why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. The chair shot down.
1: Always
5: and brother shot down colors. Always need each other.
1: Your must come together
5: to make this wrestling world more better for the children. For the kids, we all have space to live and chicken to give one more time pro wrestling tease please thank you and please dot com forward slash the chair give what you got there and in return you will learn it's reciprocal you get a start call that a miracle yeah well you know that's just like uh your opinion man
4: so that's our intro into topic number 4. Gentlemen, <laughs> let's let's talk about a very serious topic. Ooh, jeez. And the Japanese yeah, red wrestling... job
3: we know. Pop.
4: <laughs> See, the Japanese wrestling scene having to deal with the coronavirus.
3: So that was kind of the title of our show a couple weeks ago when we had Matthew on here who writes for E-Wrestling News and the Chair Shot with all the wonderful Japanese stuff because he visited that during Wrestle Kingdom weekend and um, yeah, apparently there's still outbreaks and it's still kind of a big thing so I thought it'd be interesting just to kind of take the American perspective of the worst reason that American companies have to close the doors or to skip a show is a blizzard or their promotion decides to go belly up three days before the show's supposed to kick off, and then that's a giant turmoil. But we saw that uh, it was released a couple days ago that Stardom canceled the next three weeks of, of their events, which was seven events in total, including one of their bigger matches at and Hall, just because they were afraid for the health and the safety of the patrons. So they're going to actually run an empty arena Show on the 8th just so they can do The the title changes or get The stories moving there but they're still protecting Protecting the patrons And we saw New Japan and Pro Wrestling Noah Have come out and said That if you feel sick don't show up but they're, they're not going to cancel events. They're just going to have sanitation tents or sanitation stations set up with masks and, I guess, like, sanitizer, Purell, whatever, that kind of thing. And they're going to take extra precautions to keep everybody as sanitary and as safe as possible if you do come to the show and limit meet and greets and stuff like that. So do you think that's a good way to go about things? Which way do you think is better? And is that something you think we'd ever even encounter here in the States?
2: Well, I think that the way stardom is doing it, the empty arena show, excuse me, that messed up my throat a little bit, man, it's a little scratchy now. I think that's the best way to do it because it's better safe than sorry. I understand that New Japan, they know where they're taking precautions, but, but you can't tell American fans, well, if you're sick, just don't show up because you know how Americans are. You know, we're arrogant. And we think, oh, God damn it, I'm American. I'll be fine. You know, and, you know, a lot of wrestling fans over here in this country don't They're mouth breathers and they don't wash their asses. <laughs> so that shit, the Corona would mutate into the goddamn red stripe. Uh, epidemic <laughs> oh, if we try to do oh. some shit like that over here. So, yeah, shout out to Stardom. They're doing it right. And, you know, I pray, but all, all jokes aside, man, I, I do pray that um the people that do attend the NOAA and the New Japan shows, that everything works out, nobody gets sick, and, you know, let's let's spread this, uh, let's spread the uh antidote around the world, man, because this shit is kind of scary, man. Do you think this is
3: just one of those additional cyclical things that just pops up like every four or five years anymore because we, we talked about it a little in the pre-show meeting and it's funny because Minobu Nakanishi is retiring from New Japan and they put up his big championship win against Hiroshi Tanahashi back in 2009 and the only reason he had that shot is because the Mexican wrestlers of CMLL didn't want to come to Japan because the bird flu was the big thing, so they were afraid of getting sick. So New Japan had to scramble and throw together something interesting for the fans that already bought tickets. And we all remember the Ebola thing from five or six years ago, and swine flu was sometime in the, the more recent history that I can't exactly remember. Is this just another one of those things I mean, and I know, I know you love to be a conspiracy horseman and put on that, that tinfoil hat once in a while. So do you think there's more behind this with these flus and these outbreaks happening every couple of years? Or is it just, I don't know, just the science kind of getting away from humanity and then something stupid happens and people expose themselves to something they're not expecting?
4: Vlad, before you get into it, let me just drop one stat about what's actually happening over in Japan outside of wrestling. And let me, it, let me throw it and compare it to um, <clears throat> another a sporting event that was supposed to take place. The Tokyo Marathon. They had over 300,000 runners apply. 38,000 people were approved to run in the Tokyo Marathon. Because of this virus, just over 200 people will be the only ones allowed to run in this marathon. The very elite of the elite marathons. Runners. That's right around one half of 1% of the people they approved to run this race, 99 and a half percent of the participants that were supposed to run in the Tokyo marathon have now been told you cannot run in this marathon because of this virus. So keep that in mind as you answer Andrew's questions about other things that have happened
2: around the world. Yeah, I I honestly do. I you know, I think that at, at, at some point in time, man, we've, got to stop looking at these things individually and in a vacuum and start to kind of step back and look at the bigger picture because it's like you we we talked about man every couple of years or a few years or so there's a new epidemic that's sprouting up out of nowhere i do think that a lot of these are man-made i think they they serve a couple of purposes number one there's too many people here on the planet and There's not enough resources for these people, and the powers that be know that they need to start eliminating some people. It's another reason why we have wars. You know what I mean? We've got to start eliminating some people. And number two, it also creates fear amongst the masses. Because if you're scared, you're going to run for a solution, or you're going to run for an antidote, or you're going to run for... Comfort because you don't want to be scared anymore. So what are you going to do? You're going to depend on Big Brother. And I hate to, you know, I know I sound crazy to a lot of people, but I mean, think about it, man. We talked about it every couple, you know, three to five years. There's some new epidemic that's out there sweeping around and, and and just killing people, and it gets everybody in an uproar and everybody's scared. Now you're scared to travel. Now you're scared to talk to Asian people because you think you're going to get the goddamn Corona. You know what I mean? Like just little goofy shit like that, man. And it just Mm -hmm. further goes to isolate us as we grow further and further apart from each other as is like we don't trust anybody anymore. So we keep growing further and further apart. And, you know, these type of epidemics, they help you don't want to go outside your house now. You're scared to go outside your house. You don't, you're not going to want to go to Japan or go here or go travel there. You can't drink the water in Mexico. You know what I mean? You, it's just little, little goofy shit like this, man. And it just, yeah, it, it serves a purpose. And, you know, before we started the show, we talked about Ebola. Well, you know, Ebola just made a comeback the last few years. Because I remember they were talking about that back in the 90s, right off the end of the AIDS uh, epidemic or the AIDS scare. They started bringing up uh, 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 Ebola. And, mm. you know, the, the, the official... Report about how Ebola got over here is that a mosquito hopped on a plane that was in Africa and it came here. Well, if anybody knows anything, they know that there are no straight shots from Africa to the United States. So how did that mosquito have the good goddamn sense to stay on the plane the whole fucking time?
3: Boarding passes, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but,
2: I'm not no, saying I'm just saying. You're completely man, but right
3: with that one. That, that that's a really good point
2: yeah but be careful man because yeah this shit is real man and there are the powers to be that are trying to get rid of us because we're pretty we're pretty insignificant on the totem poles so if they drop a couple hundred thousand or a couple hundred million of us anybody really gonna bat an eyelash man so stay safe man no, and,
3: and i i do agree with you that stardom is probably doing it the safer way for, if it was to correlate to an American audience where you just cancel the thing outright, because yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of fans of certain subcultures that get a bad rap for, uh, not having the best hygiene to begin with, or not exactly being the best people to begin with. So yeah, you're right. People would be arrogant and show up anyway, and then get everybody else sick just because they're a disgusting bastard who just had to fucking do it. But Since Japan is different and Japan is a little more conscious of everybody because that's the way they were brought up and traditional and not quite as self-absorbed or arrogant, I don't think there's anything wrong with how Noah and New Japan are doing it because the Japanese audience should be receptive to the understanding of... If I'm sick, I don't want to get other people sick because that's it's rude, you know, because that's kind of how their whole cultural thing is based around is if it inconveniences other people or if it's just perceptively like rude or poor manners, you don't do it. So if you know you got the flu, your ass isn't going to be sitting next to like five little kids holding up Okada fucking posters and just fucking sneezing on them. You know what I mean? So it works for the crowd. But yeah, I agree with you that the stardom technique would work better in America. And also, it doesn't really have to be said, but just to clarify in case anybody did not know, stardom are offering full refunds for anybody that bought tickets for those seven events. So it's not like they're saying, fuck you, there's a virus and we're keeping your money. (laughs) They are actually doing right by the fans.
2: And the Olympics are happening over there this summer. So that's going to be an interesting subplot to watch as well, to see whether or not this thing is going to carry into the summer games and maybe some athletes decide not to go, which, you know, you can't blame them. Or if this thing starts to die down once the, the Olympic talk revs up. So
3: if you trained all your life for the Olympics, do you really care about a virus?
2: You probably don't, to be honest
4: with you, but that's
2: just where I'm saying. They already went to
4: Brazil with the water thing. That was the whole controversy last time. Right.
2: Touche.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I may be drunk, but I remember that. that.
3: It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting on what the narrative exactly is. But if you spent the better portion of your formative years training to be an Olympic level, whatever the hell it happens to be. I mean, there could be mob shootings every 10 seconds. You're still going there and dodging bullets just to get your, your or just to get out there because that's what the fuck you trained your whole fucking life for. So that that's a whole different level of dedication.
2: But Shout out to I the do. Yakuza, by the way, since you bring up mobs.
3: Well shh, we don't talk about that. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> they might listen, you never fucking know. The Yakuza, uh, the Yakuza we like them. I, I watch Kill Bill. I love the crazy idiots. Fucking I mean, yeah, Lucy Lou, man. That's fucking the shit.
4: <laughs> flat already established, nobody listens to this show.
2: No, we're good. He's we're got safe. a point there. Yeah, we're okay. safe.
3: Alright, move on. <laughs>
2: Last topic. Aside though, man. Seriously, everybody, you know, stay safe because yeah, it's real out there right now. So that's all. All right.
4: Here we go. Last topic. Let's have some fun with this one. Gentlemen, one of the biggest and most anticipated heavyweight championship bouts in recent history. Actually pretty much dwarfing the first fight these two had considering there's so many more eyeballs on them now. Tyson Fury has been through WWE. People have time to consume the knockout artist that Deontay Wilder is. Forty-one knockouts in forty-three fights. 40 43 fights, I believe. I th- I'm uh, I'm pretty sure that fact is is fairly close, if not accurate. That's kind of how this show goes. It, it, we're fairly close, if not accurate. <laughs> pod, is, pod is war. We just we just came up with another. Yes, yeah, close how we enough work. for government work. There pod we go. is war. Fairly close. Deal with it, folks. You know I got to write it down. Fairly close, otherwise we won't remember. Close. If not, I like this one better. If not accurate, that's pretty good. Gentlemen, how excited are you for this fight? How excited are you at the possibility that this could maybe have a, you know, a surge for the heavyweight division of boxing? Because the middleweight and lower divisions in boxing have been fairly solid. I mean, the welterweight and middleweight division was fairly on fire in the late '90s, early 2000s. You know, you had Lennox Lewis and Vander Holyfield. That's really the last time anybody paid attention. Klitschko was so dominant. But now you have two gentlemen that are just towering figures and have great personalities. Obviously, we've seen it with Tyson Fury. You you can see it with, with Deontay Wilder. He's a knockout artist. Check out his interview he had with ESPN. It just I'm excited. Feel these nipples.
2: Yeah, boy, wouldn't well, hey nobody's filling those nipples, but yeah, boy, that's not true. <laughs> Gentlemen, I'm actually purchasing this one. Whoa. Oh, wow. hmm. yeah. is that the means? No, no, I'm actually going to spend some bread for this. One. Wow. I'm is there anything for- on the undercard
3: that you're interested in, too, or is it purely for the main?
2: No, what it is is that we're having people over for the fight, and you can't really explain to your guests. Well, hold on, let me find a new stream. Like that's just not a good look. <laughs> <laughs> That—that—that's that, good transparency right there. I can respect that. <laughs> yeah, but I'm looking forward to this fight. So, uh, PC, I, I did look it up. I know he's gone now, but it's actually Deontay actually has uh, 43 fights, 42 wins, 41 by knockout. So that's how prolific. Of a pugilist as a, of a, that's how prolific as a power punching pugilist this Melon Farmer is. So yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. the The first fight was spectacular, and it was, I mean, it was well booked, man. Wrestling could have booked this, this any better. The first fight was uh, super exciting, controversial finish. So now we've got to have the rematch, and they're already talking about a, a rubber match. They're already talking about a third fight before we even get to the second fight. And heavyweights just hit different. It. it, it just what it is, man. There's a certain buzz in the air when there's a heavyweight, a big heavyweight title fight. And that extends to all combat sports, man. Even wrestling. That's why I said Goldberg and, and Roman Reigns. With no disrespect to the smaller guys, because obviously, you know, uh, uh, Mayweather and McGregor have proved over the past 15 years that, the, you know, the smaller guys can draw. But just two big behemoths just getting in there beating the shit out of each other, man. It's exciting. And these are the two classes of the heavyweight division. You've got Tyson Fury coming in in off of his knockout win versus Braun Strowman at Jam in the Sand 4 the quest for more money that is and Deontay Wilder comes in off of an impressive knockout as well but I gotta say gentlemen I watched his last fight he was losing that fight but you know he just got that goddamn it in his right hand and what are you gonna do when he hits you with it I think Fury is actually a better boxer but again Deontay got that goddammit, so what are you going to do? He's always got a puncher's chance, and I'm looking forward to this. I really am. This is going to be a good one.
3: Yeah, I just hope it doesn't come down to the judges again, because the one thing I've noticed that's weird with MMA and boxing lately is that the judges are just really becoming more of a focal point than they should be. I know there's always that. That's saying in any sport combat or even football or whatever, don't put it in the referee or the judge's hands Win it right there on the field in on the mat, whatever the fuck it happens to be. But the, um, I don't know if you watch the, the, what the hell was it at the UFC with Silva's match with, uh, the, that I think it was Anderson Silva's last match, right?
2: No, it was, uh, you talking about John Jones last match. Oh, John Jones. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah.
3: But, that that went to decision that made no fucking sense how that was scored that was that was a fucking mess and a half of scoring and i in, know in, in the, the way cause it was... in, i'm Go. sorry it, in, in 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 the way
4: you would describe ufc scoring yes it made no sense the only way that that match could have possibly come out with jones being ahead is because of the way he dominated the last two rounds to give like 10 eight rounds right i mean like that doesn't happen in ufc
3: and he didn't even really dominate the two. He dominated the last round more or less because the guy was gassed. But they don't really do ten eight. That you're you're completely right there. But the I forget what the fuck his name was. The guy that fought against Jones, but he won the first three three rounds easily. He outstruck him. He knocked him. Down. He fought against the fucking takedown. And I know ESPN the pre, with the preliminary stuff. I was watching that a little bit before I got back to the the main card a couple hours later. Joe Rogan was calling out one of the judges for not even looking at the ring, and he was just talking to somebody off the side or looking down at his phone and not paying attention to the match, and yet he was somebody that was supposed to score. And the same judge throughout that entire night was the one that scored everything kind of differently than anybody else watching the match, to put it nicely. You found it? Ah, okay, I get what you're saying. It was oh Dominic Reyes yeah, so Dominic Reyes won those those first three rounds easily, and then somehow the match goes to Jones. So I don't get it, and this has happened a few times in MMA in boxing, and it's I I don't know what the fuck what? is is there is there more to that than there should be is, is there really a work, like a brother. No, but ser- seriously, is it actually? You think it's just somebody's already tipped off to what's gonna make the best story or what's gonna make the best gate? So the guy already kind of has his card filled out ahead of time, and yes. it. Okay. Yes, I do. I, I'm just because <laughs> wasn't one of the judges disbarred a couple years ago after scoring a match fucking poorly, or whatever the equivalent to taking their their judgeship away is disbarred? No, I, I don't fucking you. know. Your yeah, but, judge.
4: Yeah, your do. judgeship. That's how I want you guys to... I, I no longer want to be the commissioner. I just want to be referred to as your judgeship.
3: <laughs> That's actually kind of a cool title, honestly.
2: That is nice. But no, I, mean, I the same st- with the Wilder uh, Fury fight, the first one... <sighs> I, I, I could see a draw because, I mean, I, I feel as if Fury outboxed Wilder throughout the match, but it's hard for me to say that you won definitively when you hit the canvas twice, so I feel as if the, a draw was probably the right outcome of the, that fight.
3: So you think the takedown swung it that much?
2: Yeah. Because, i mean the takedowns there were you know because all the rounds were close he wasn't just outclassing wild oh, it
3: was know. like 10 nine each time yeah I yeah you.
2: but you know a takedown or a knockout a knockdown rather that's an automatic 108 round right there so that's a you know that's a four point swing right there
3: mm, yeah you know, I'll, I'll give you that one it's just i don't know i'll be i'll be interested to see how it turns out and much like you've mentioned over the years we've done this you know boxing isn't exactly as hot as it used to be and I don't follow it nearly close at all. Hell, I used to follow UFC close as shit, and I don't even follow that as close as I used to. But, this does have some buzz to it. You're right. And this also probably has WWE ramifications, because whoever wins this, if it's Fury or if it's Wilder, you might see them step to Brock, or you might see them step into a WWE ring, because Wilder has said that he has no problems with, you know, going to the WWE, and we've already seen Fury there, so... Yeah, there's a lot of interesting crossroads, and I guess we'll find out after this weekend.
2: And again, man, it's just a example of other genres doing pro wrestling better than pro wrestling is doing pro wrestling like right now. You know, like I said earlier, it was perfect. It was a great fight, controversial decision. So now we've got to have the rematch, and of course, after the rematch, we're going to have the rematch to the rematch. At some point in time, there's going to be a Fury Wilder 3. Oh, don't don't shake your head PC like somebody farted in your mouth. There's going to be a third fight. <laughs> Regardless of the outcome of this one, there's going to be a third fight. Like it's this is great booking. This is Absolutely perfect booking.
3: Now, this is old school simple booking where you know you draw, then whoever wins, then you need to have a definitive winner for a rubber match. Or, shit, that's not even the rubber match because then if the other guy wins the third match, then you have money for a fourth match because somebody needs to, that's the actual rubber match because he started with a draw. So, you're right. I wouldn't necessarily crown boxing as doing wrestling better than wrestling when boxing is far more irrelevant than wrestling at the moment.
2: That's but at not, least man, at least not, these
3: two guys are a little hotter not, than
2: some so of the things going that's, on. That's
3: you know true. what? You know what
4: happens? You know what happens when you have a draw the first time you fight? This, your second match is the rubber match and the rematch. This is it. This is all it's happening. That's why it's so big.
3: What? No, it's not. Stop that. That's not how that even works in wrestling.
2: How much money did McGregor and, and Mayweather draw? What was that? Three years ago now. Like boxing's not dead. Boxing is low key back, man. And I would, I would like you to give me followed.
4: boxing examples, not MMA or wrestling examples.
2: That wasn't. That was a boxing match. Well, it was a goddamn boxing Ooh. match. But you, boxing is making What did you a just say? No, goddamn Let means, me, let me finish my for point. The draw. Oh, 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 oh! For the draw baggy part, but no, let me finish my point though, real quick. Like boxing is making a comeback because it's literally doing exactly what pro wrestling did back when it got hot in the fifties, and the sixties, and the seventies, and the eighties. Because they'll they'll have boxing cards on regular television. You know, it's nothing to see a boxing match on Fox or CBS or something like that. So you watch a guy go over in a little prelim bout, but he gets his personality over, he gets his style over, and now you want to see him and pay money to see him fight somebody with a name. It's the exact same formula that wrestling followed.
3: No, you're, you're not wrong there. I'm not, I'm not arguing that the formula is not there and that it's not possibly seeing a benefit from things like McGregor and, you know... Uh, Mayweather, Mayweather, and uh, and Fury, and Wilder, but outside of those guys, outside of them, there are, there isn't really anybody else
2: that's a... Hello, you know, Alvarez is, well, is a draw. Well, triple, triple, triple G and the draw. other guy, but... Uh, Dramonte Davis, before he, he fucked up shit and wanted to go snatch up his baby mama okay, like so a goddamn Before fool. he, he fucked up...
3: Yeah, so he was I, I'm, I'm just saying, like, th- there, there aren't that many big names to draw a card for more than like once every six months, because, all right, we named six people, one yeah, of which is an six, MMA guy, that's, that's one of which is an questions. MMA guy, one of which is retired, because Mayweather is retired unless big money comes up. Pacquiao, is Pacquiao still a draw? Because I don't really follow oh, it. Cause,
2: not, I mean, he's still got name value, so you could sell some pay-per-views off his name, but he's not, no, he's... He's fighting now because he needs some paper because he owes that's, the that's uh what the, I thought, the commit. Uh,
0: yeah. But yeah, yeah. Right.
2: but Canelo's uh can, hell, Canelo just got two hundred and eighty million from the Zone for uh, like a six fight two hundred eight million dollar deal.
3: I'm not saying like I said I'm not saying it's completely dead. It's just not you, where you did though. You that's know, how we got. on. you're saying paying. it, you're saying it does wrestling better than wrestling, and I'm yes. saying wrestling's at least. A little hotter a little bigger because you can name more and than it's fucking not cool that's,
2: your world. that's your bubble right. man wrestling is not bigger Did you go find a, a regular schmo on the street and i guarantee you he could name more uh relevant current boxers than he could more relevant current wrestlers i guarantee it that's that an
3: bet. interesting census
2: i take that bet that twice he, on sundays that could, be a every twitter
3: day. Thing, that could be a twitter poll too
2: I like that. We should do that. Seriously. There we go.
3: I just, yeah, That that's why I just said it. Cause that, that's an interesting, uh, throw out there. Yeah. So, cause I don't know. Cause I, I feel like boxing people are going to just go back to, oh, Holyfield, Tyson, Foreman Okay. Yeah. yeah but
2: not, wrestling people. Pick
5: pick somebody go, hey, people that's not 30. So yeah. Know what I
2: mean? Pick, same
5: somebody
3: shit. that's around 30 and not like 60 or 70 or dead. So, Yeah. So no, there's there's a lot of similarities, but I think wrestling's in a little better spot. But I agreed with you that boxing is kind of on the upswing because of the McGregor Mayweather stuff and Tyson and uh, Tyson Fury and fucking Wilder are adding some heat to it because they have they have that cross brand appeal. They have a little more name recognition, a little more you know household name kind of kind of vibe. So it's it's interesting. It'd be nice if boxing was cool again you know what i mean like if there's more than just like a handful of people to kind of give a shit about
2: yeah because same
5: thing with wrestling motherfuckers. i agree it's with you i didn't mean, argue in <laughs> that
3: <but> like, <laughs> we're like splitting hairs here because i think they're both really close i just think that wrestling's a little better than boxing but you might be right boxing might be a little mm-hmm. more relevant we'll find out
2: other than Jer, other than brock lesnar and maybe jericho more people know who Deontay Wilder is than any other wrestler on the planet. That cur I'm talking about current. I'm not talking about, you know, Ric Flair's and the rocks and nothing like that. I'm talking about currently. More people know who Deontay Wilder is, with the possible exceptions of Brock Lesnar and maybe Jericho. And I'm does just John Cena count? It. No, because he's retired. He's an actor.
3: I mean well he's he's part time. And you can argue that Brock is part time. No, so- <laughs> that's
4: not that's not true. That's not true. <laughs> Check Twitter. Check check social media. It's not even close.
3: About what? What are we talking about? What are you arguing?
4: Look at, like, Deontay Wilder's, like, fucking Twitter or IG or whatever else. His social bro, profile is not, not even goddamn close. Not,
2: bro, the world is not social media. People actually thought Cory Booker or Kamala Harris had a shot to be president. Like
4: More world people world know who in the Roman Reigns is than Deontay Wilder. Guaranteed. Roman Reigns. There you go. Becky Lynch. Oh, yeah. Boom. Get out the
5: bubble, Wait, man. Y- You, you think
3: Roman Deontay Reigns Deontay is Wilder. boxing is than
4: dead, man? I'm I'm a huge fan of boxing, but nobody knows Deontay Wilder is. There's probably 20 to 25 boxing wrestlers in the, the world. Dead. Okada, more people know who Okada is than fucking no, Deontay sir. Wilder. No, oh, bullshit! I completely disagree with you. Hottest War, Hottest War, bullshit! I completely disagree with you. Pod is war y'all
3: gotta get out the bubble man i don't know because see roman's gonna get that that residual rock rock kind of recognition because everybody's gonna be like oh yeah he's rock's cousin oh yeah people hate him because i don't know if even like even college humor like you know
4: you know i guess somewhat mainstay mainstream kind of more people know who tyson fury (laughs) is than deontay wilder guaranteed that Start so it's there. The boxer and you're just start there. So but just start there, though. Boxer, you started with the wrong guy. You didn't boxer, get it right. You got it wrong. Point. The end of I the segment is the road, you man. got it wrong.
2: Wrestling is, you got it wrong. Wrestling
3: is
5: not hot and, right now, man. All right. So
3: Excuse we're going to put this poll out, and we're going to find out what's a little more relevant, because I'm pretty no sure... No one's going to respond to
4: the poll, goddammit. No one listens to this show. <laughs>
3: Yeah, but you got 27 accounts.
2: At least four people have to respond to
3: that, and or you'll respond to it 27 times.
2: People. And it's going to be a bunch of wrestling people responding. I'm talking about the mainstream audience, man. Y'all got to get out the bubble, right, man. Let's, Boxing let's, let's just
3: tweet at How? Pat McAfee. Okay. Let's tweet at okay. Pat
2: McAfee. What, what are and people then he's about, about it on his show. What, what are people more excited about, Fury Wilder or McIntyre Lesnar?
4: This is way too important to leave up to a punter.
2: You leave Pat McAfee alone. He is no, I a wonderful, trust of human.
3: I love Pat Jesus McAfee. Humor. I just couldn't, yeah,
4: I, couldn't yeah. I couldn't resist the punchline. I couldn't resist the punchline. My Pat McAfee uh, has a sense of humor.
3: Your Pat McAfee has a sense of humor? Pod is, that is, that humor? The, Pot is war. My Pat, Pat McAfee a Pat has McAfee? a sense
4: of humor. What, what's a Pat McAfee? Isn't that the,
2: the uh, virus protection for the computer? I had a feeling you were going to go there. Goddamn! damn it. <laughs> Pod is war.
4: What's you, a Pat McAfee?
3: <laughs> <laughs> then that, that might actually work you could tag him he might actually get a little bit of amusement out of it but that's not the point he, anyway so it it's going to be an interesting social experiment to see exactly what people think about the difference between wrestling and boxing because a couple years ago, people were complaining that wrestling was dead and there were no personalities and everybody was just these vanilla midget flippy guys that couldn't fucking, you know, sell out. You're still home.
2: saying that, sir.
3: <laughs> I know. Pod
4: <they're laughs> is more vanilla do. midget flippy guys. Man, <laughs> oh, this show has just been a, a quest for a title. That's all. Pod a quest for a title. It because half the vanilla midget flippy
3: guys went to AEW and now you can't say bad things about them cuz that's just you know, shunned. A flippy
2: midget guys. Y- <laughs> y'all got to get out the bubble, man. Like, yeah, it's like one to 2 million people in this country in North America no one, that are No one anywhere fans cares about boxing. And we're
4: the same ass. The man. only people that care about <laughs> boxing <laughs> is old-time newspaper writers in America and people in the Philippines. That's it. That's the only people that
2: care about boxing. Who do you and, think and the the entire Latino demographic? What the fuck?
4: Uh, what do you they're th- the
2: biggest minority here in the country, man. You're you are way think more into wrestling
4: than better. boxing in
3: Mexico.
2: Okay, what do you think was is no, they... going to track better comparatively? Oh come on. The
3: winner of Deontay Wilder Tyson Fury. Or finding out that
5: Ryan Newman didn't die in that terrible fucking wreck that he had in the Daytona Oh,
4: yeah. By the way, shout out to Ryan Newman, man. Good, good for, out him. To man, get, man. for getting out of, the, getting out of sorry, the hospital. Man. He got released Go from the hospital.
5: Yeah.
3: So talk, yeah. talking up, yeah. about outside of bubble, even like, you know, you said you're not an NASCAR guy and you knew what the fuck happened. So what do you think has more reach? The Ryan Newman situation for the Daytona 500 or Wilder Fury? Oh, nobody across the goddamn right, world
4: gives a shit about Ryan Newman. They probably didn't even hear.
2: About exactly. That. Then nobody even knows that name, man. Like that's some. It's, uh, I'm just, just shit, up. Listen, listen, listen.
4: Left, right now. Left turns oh are an American really thing. No, no.
3: Oh, oh. oh, oh boom! Hey, there, there we go. Me, my ear the hey. the I'm proud of you. Best show, best
4: title ever. Is more alt-right and left turns.
2: <laughs> That's a good one. I like that.
3: That's, That's actually
2: not bad. I like that one a lot. That's good. So, okay, before we get out of here, man, real quick, man, predictions. Well, who y'all got, man? Fury, Wilder. Uh, B, A, are y'all watching the fight? B, where are y'all watching the fight? And C, who y'all got?
3: Most likely, through nefarious means and... I agree with you that what I've seen, which isn't a hell hell of a lot, but you know Fury does seem to be a better, like, standard traditional boxer. So I'm I'm gonna go with the boxing over the uh, the puncher's chance, kind of just power guy with the lucky strike. Tony, you got a round. It's is it twelve or fifteen for is the it, Jesus four. Christ, man? What are you?
4: Was last time you watched a heavyweight title this fight? This isn't is like nineteen seventy four, bro. <laughs> this isn't fucking <laughs> it's Rocky the original or two. That's yeah, twelve rounds, brother. was Creed
5: versus Apollo uh, versus Balboa. <laughs> <All> I <right>. said <laughs> I haven't
3: seen much. I'm I've, I've not. I'm not lying about that. <laughs> so, what is it? Twelve or what is it? Twelve. Yeah, it's twelve now. Yeah. All right, so I, I say he wins by eight.
4: Fury, knockout, in eight. All right, that's what Ballsy has. Uh, I, I I got Fury as well. Strictly well, well because... I asked you
2: three questions, sir. Ask
3: asked you three questions. Are you going to watch it? Where and who do you think is going to win, Tony?
4: Yeah, I'm getting there. Can I answer them in my own order?
2: <sighs> no, that's how I asked him, but fine. You're going to do what you want. Go for it.
4: Okay, what order would you like me to do this in, Just answer
5: sir? the goddamn
2: questions.
4: No, man. now I, I want to. Them. Now I want to know what order you would like them in.
5: Now I don't care. Just talk. No, Please no, just, you got
4: to tell me.
2: Answer them in whatever order you would like to answer them. That's what I want.
4: No, I want to know the original preference you had.
2: Answer them in alphabetical order. Fuck's sake, just answer.
4: <laughs> I can't do that right now. That's really difficult. That would take a long time. <laughs>
2: Use the doing decimal system you. and give me a book, okay? So you said Fury. So let us know. So when is Fury going to win?
4: I'll be watching this somewhere with some people, and I got Fury by decision. I got this going the distance again. Here's the main thing that people don't know. Fury was rather inexperienced when they fought two years ago. He, 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 or he, was it two years ago? I think it was about two years ago.
2: Right? It was last
4: year. Okay. I believe it was last year feels like two years ago, you know now we're back to the future, and we got Fury Wilder too. I think you're not gonna see Wilder be as successful with his power punches as he normally is he's forty eight percent on his power punches in his career. You can write that down. it's a stat. It's a fact it's science. Ask the architect science but, but I think. Fury has learned and trained better, and he's just bigger. He's got the longer reach, and that's what I'm going with. I'm going with Fury. I love Wilder. I love what he's done. It's great for the sport. I hope there's more matches to come up, but I don't think so. I think this is it, and I got Fury.
2: Um. So as I announced earlier, PC, I'm watching it at the crib. I'm actually paying for this because I got people coming over, and... This is tough because I, you know, I've been thinking about this for the last week, quite frankly, because I knew that we were going to talk about this, and I keep going back and forth. I could see a route where if 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 Fury's able to avoid some of the power shots, he could win this going away easily. And like I said earlier, man, Wilder's last fight, he was losing that fight until he caught him with one of those, you know, African soup bombs. But it's just hard for me to bet against black, especially in Black History Month, man. So I'm going to say Deontay Wilder wins by KO in the 10th round. Because I don't think if it goes to the cards again, I don't think he's going to win it. So he And I think he understands he got to knock this melon farmer out, which is easier said than done, because Fury is a big melon farmer, too highly skilled and he got a little european soup bone back there as well because he's a big melon farmer he knocked out Braun Strowman, man true true did <laughs> that count towards his record stage right enter This 51 and, and oh as far as i'm concerned oh you still count that okay nice yeah he defeated the big show man so, yeah, yeah with the
3: chair and his what what bodyguard or some shit like that? How the and fuck did that match? up?
2: wins, 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 sir. Apparently, he's Big Show fucked in, up some of his bodyguards. He's the only bodyguards. man in history to beat an MMA, an MMA guy, a professional wrestler, and a championship boxer. He beat a champion MMA guy, he beat a champion wrestler, and he beat a champion boxer. World champions, mind you.
4: Oh man, there's one that's out there, but I'm not even gonna go there. Who? Go ahead, go for it. No, there, there's a really bad joke that's out there that I'm not even.
2: Oh, yeah. I think I see where you're going there. Yeah, thank you. Maybe next mm-hmm. month, not this month, sir. Please. <laughs>
4: <laughs> that was fucking funny. I I hope anybody that listens to this show actually got that. I hope everybody got that last exchange. I'm not going to advertise it. And 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 there's a lot of there's a lot of trust between the three of us, and, and a lot of mutual bond. But between the three of us, that's one of the funniest exchanges that we've ever fucking had. <laughs> that was,
2: yeah. Mm. Anywho, hey, Mister Balazs, why don't you let the good folks know where they can find you, sir?
3: IWC War Chief on the Twitter, and over at eWrestlingNews.com with articles and. On- Hopefully we get the whole podcast thing figured out because you're going to find the podcast still on TheChairShot.com because we haven't quite ported everything over yet. So, hooray! We're split between two daddies or two mommies or a mommy and a daddy. Ooh. What, I how that's going to work? Is this you, like a divorce? I wish I had the my two, what, my two Dads. My, yeah, my Two had, Dads? Yeah, if we had the My Two Dads theme right now, that'd be great.
2: So you know what's going to happen. And we're, they're going to do a My Two Dads remake, but it's going to be My Two Moms, and it's going to be uh, uh, they adopt a black son, and that's that's the premise. I, I, I literally just handed Hollywood an idea, so there you go.
3: That works. That's not too bad. Yeah. I like it.
5: Yeah.
3: Or, or it's uh, what was what was that other '80s show like? Wasn't like The Trials of Eddie's Father or some shit like that. What what the fuck was that old TV show? Mm-hmm. I don't mean, like, Silver Spoons, but there, there was something else. The
2: Trials of Eddie's Father. And it was an 80s sitcom?
3: I think it was, like, an 80s sitcom. Yeah, now we have
2: okay. Silver Spoons. 80s sitcoms. Starring yeah, Rick TV Schroeder and Alfonso Ribeiro. So. It was, oh, The
3: Courtship of Eddie's Father. There we go.
2: Yeah, that, oh, it was it was
3: 1969. I remember yeah, it be that being older. Yeah, oh, I must have just caught that in fucking syndication then. Yeah. So anyway, I'm yeah, PC Tunny. You can
4: find Night me at Night PC Tunny.
3: I mean, you could have jumped in at any point, Tunny, but you decided to just be be quiet, sipping on your white claws. So oh, I, I almost
4: fell asleep when to. you were talking about your fucking late 60s fucking douchebag show.
2: Don't act like you didn't grow up watching Naked Night, Melon Farmer. We all grew yeah, up watching. motherfucker. Naked Night.
3: We all loved I Dream of genie.
2: Petty for Junction, Petty for Junction, Yulis, Patty Duke show, Scrooge's shopy Bewitched. Yes. Samantha that was, was fine, man. I Dream of genie was. was bad too, though.
3: I I preferred genie over Samantha, but you know that's just me. The pants.
2: And that's because well, that's because she was scantily clad. It that's why.
3: Well, also the little genie outfit kind of did it for me a little more.
5: Because she was scantily clad. It melon and Farmer no. The I, I just I just like the genie outfit because it was know. scantily clad.
3: Jasmine was also my favorite Disney princess as a kid.
5: So I think
3: I just had a thing for that weird genie baggy pants thing. Maybe I could bring peace to the Middle East. I want to go with Naomi and Bailey, and we'll bring the booties and those genie pants. And Flat. everything will be good. Bottom line
4: is Andrew wants nothing to do with white women. No, that no, that's that
2: in shit he's on. on your wish is my command, master type bullshit. Yeah, that's what that is. No,
3: no, because then that means I'd make a princess bride reference, and I didn't do that. So ha, ha, ha,
4: ha.
3: Anywho, I think Tony's a little closer to the truth, though. Yeah.
5: You
2: know. <laughs> eh. I'm not told going you. There. Anywho, I, I had a job. I'm not going there. Anywho, y'all can find me over <laughs> on Twitter at the real C Platt. Oh, now we're done. Now we're done,
4: folks. Now we're
2: done. That's the line, everybody.
5: That's the line.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know why I'm doing this because if my sermon from earlier didn't convince y'all melon farmers to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up a chair shot t-shirt, I don't know what the hell will. But just in case it didn't, make sure y'all go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up a chair shot t-shirt, please and thank you. Thank you and please.
5: What? Cool.
2: Good Any job. last parting thoughts anybody want to throw out there? Bring back Genie Pants. They're fucking awesome. <laughs> I can get on Man. board with that, yeah. Alright, I'm with that. You know, I'm with that. Hashtag Genie Pants. I got nothing. Bring back I Dream of Genie with uh, that uh, uh Harley Quinn young lady. The ladies is playing, The young lady is playing Harley Quinn. Margot Robbie? Bring, bring, yeah, bring back oh, I Dream yeah. of Genie with Margot oh. Robbie.
3: I'm, I'm right. good with that. I like that. That's a good one.
2: There you yeah, go. work. It's a good way to close. I'll
3: cash that check right now.
2: There you go. So, all right, for Mr. Andrew Belaz, for the commissioning and PC Tunney, hey, man, enjoy the XFL this weekend. Enjoy the fight this weekend. Watch some wrestling if you want to. Maybe spend some time with your loved ones or don't. I don't know what your situation is. Anyway, we'll be back next week. Same plat time, same plat channel. Enjoy jamming the sand as well. Until next time, shalom.
5: Hit it, Curly your judgeship.